a tweet, bro. Oh, I gotta let out the tweet from the actual podcast. Twitter. That Twitter is kind of lit, bro. <laughs> it's actually doing really well for like how how new it is. It's almost at a rack. I, like I need to randomly tweet from that Twitter during the day. Yeah, you should. Yeah. We get that thing to a couple thousand, bro. Like we're doing well. You're we're almost out of rack. I just juiced it. Like you sent me back. the. You sent me the what's it called yep, somewhere. Where did you send it? I have it on a sticky note on my wall too. I texted you it. Okay, you texted me. All right. I can send it to you again. Can they hear us on stream yet? Yeah. All right. Never mind. Whoa! Oh, whoa! Whoa! I streamed earlier, bro. It was lit. Go. Multi-talented. Oh, whoa, whoa. I streamed earlier, bro. What's up, hater age? Super, supreme talent. <laughs> trying to become a glitch. You're trying to become a glitch? Uh, you're trying to become a glitch. How so? Is your bed done, bro? I respect it. It's done. The humidifier is, is on. Wine is on the way. And I got a teak wood <laughs> candle lit. And Sam... Sam, Sam, yo, Sam, come here. What the? <laughs> Where the fuck did he go? I make sure this guy's still alive, bro. All right, we're just gonna let you guys load on in here for a little bit before we begin. I'm welcome. Worried, I'm welcome not worried. He's worried, bro. He's super worried. <laughs> Hi, Kieran. How are you? Yo, chat. Listen, bro. I'm big chilling. The dogs are out, bro. I'm on my Pac-Man vibe. I was wearing flops. Got a nice workout. Uh, I made some tacos, John. I'm feeling nice, this bro. This coat's lit. Uh, account facts. Twice. It's, uh, it's water. I just don't like doing dishes. <laughs> Wait, you got a solo cup? Yeah, but it's just water. Yo, John, I've been on a Demi Lovato wave, bro. She makes bangers, dude. I was, I was, I was. Holy sleep, hell! You've been a changed man since I've been gone. I was asleep, bro. <laughs> Demi Lovato makes heat. That would never happen with me there. What, dude? Come Demi on, Demi Lovato bro. banger session. She makes bangers, bro. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Yo, that was Bro, an angelic note. Can you believe that Ethan is here in California hasn't come to see me? Who knows what Ethan does on his daily, bro? Dude, no one. Ethan's a maniac. <laughs> I think Ethan's going through it. Let's talk about Ethan to start the podcast out. So, guys, for those of you at home who don't know who Ethan is, as you load on in here, he was the uh, producer guy, the ultra-white guy that was producing the MLG <laughs> shows last year. Um... He's an interesting character, to say the least. Just a yeah. Ethan's one of a kind, like one of a kind human being, uh, masterful op. Uh... <laughs> Ethan's great. Once you get to know Ethan, like 
first of all, when you first get to know him, he's like the supreme white guy, like supreme number one. White guy, bro. Class A, option A, create a character white guy. Like, here's the best example oh. of Ethan. Tell me if I'm spot on here. He's like a private investigator that cannot get into like an actual fight because you get fucked up. But he would be a great actual PI. He likes to come up to you like Friday night when you're just chilling. You're done with work. You're doing whatever, just chilling and go and ask you like the most private, disrespectful question yeah. ever to your face. But like, since he's such a lovable what? human, you'll tell him. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> Supreme white <laughs> private investigator vibes is what he gives off. Wait, why did you ban that guy for saying Supreme White, Dana? <laughs> yeah, he was literally he was literally just quoting what we said. Unban that guy. Wait, unban Dana, are you Dana's literally laying down his bed right now with his AirPods in, banning people in my chat. Who hurt you, dude? Is calling someone white racist nowadays? Unban that man. Yeah. You never know with twenty twenty, you gotta be careful. Facts. Mumu? Mumu check? Mumu's live. <laughs> Jigger, Jigger man comes in here and goes, what do you think of FaZe? We'll get to that, brother. No worries. We're just letting people load in, dude, while we start podcasts. All right, guys, yeah, all the COD questions, we'll, we'll discuss it all. Pack is the supreme cute bald guy. Facts. That is facts, bro. That is facts. Undebatable. You looked good when I saw you, dude. You're like, your, your like skin was forming back together. Like it wasn't as like uh, saggy. Like you were starting to form wrinkles and lines last year when you were on the desk. And now since you're in LA, you have this natural aura and glow that you've regained. I don't know if you've noticed, bro, but like your the the skin on top of your head where your baldness resides was like intact. Like the elasticity was back. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> My head's always been perfect. Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> is it Coach Optic? Yes, Cyprex, I am. And this is where he hits me with the dagger. <laughs> yeah, there he goes. Aren't you the Coach of Optic? Uh, the, the shell of the actual Optic? <laughs> uh, Maven's head, is it's it's got some years on it, bro. If, if somebody were to tell me Clint was 49, 50, I would actually believe it. Would you believe it? Absolutely. I would 100% that, believe it. He's actually starting to look better, though. Uh, I mean, oh, I can't really... yeah. yeah, he is. Can't stop speak on why, I guess, but he is. He was going through it there for a couple years. Yeah, we've all had those years, bro. In the in the, in the esports industry, you just fall off, bro. It's like a roller coaster. In the esports industry, we glow up, then we glow down, then we glow up, then we glow down. Especially if you're like a player transitioning, you're bound to glow down for at least six months, bro. When you retire from COD, you're gonna glow. Yeah, down. that's because you just don't know what you're gonna do with yourself. Yeah, so you just start eating ah. Potle and Qdoba. All right. <laughs> the stimulants are out the window. The Monsters, Red Bulls, coffees, you're just done with them. You just start packing on pounds, bro. Your heart, your resting heart rate gets lower. You just get fat. <laughs> All right. You want to start? Yeah, let's get, let's get into it. All right. So let's go. Thoughts on the event overall, guys. Um, we're going to start with that. Um Oh, we kind of had two different, you know, outlooks on the event because we did two different things. Like, I barely saw yeah. you. Um, first of all, how is it like being a coach? This is the first time you've ever been a coach before, like a, a straight up coach. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It's just I wish things ran a little bit smoother from the operation side. So this is what you guys don't see on stream. I'm sure you guys saw tweets, just people complaining that they couldn't warm up and stuff like that. But I mean, 
overall, I think for the first event, I think that it ran pretty smooth. Like, you're not going to get much smoother than that. So I think there's obviously things they could have done better, but I think that's always going to be the case. There's always going to be like, you could always have more space. The internet wasn't working for a few hours one of the days, which is unacceptable. But in general, I thought it ran okay, and I thought everyone need, knew where they needed to be. And, like, it was, it was pretty good. Like, yeah, so I actually am not as up to speed because I was, like, rehearsing and, like, going hard and stuff, getting ready for the event. So, like, I don't know exactly what that situation was. So, you guys, there was, like, an update and everything wasn't updated so you guys couldn't play? Or what was the issue? No, the internet just simply just didn't work one day. Okay. So... When was, what day? So, it was... What day? We played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right? So, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, it just didn't work. And... Like, obviously, everyone's complaining about it because they just want to get their team some scrims and whatever. But yeah. the only thing that I thought that was actual BS was that Minnesota, obviously, that is where the city where they play. So Minnesota, the actual team, was off at their facility practicing against Atlanta while the internet was down and no one else could play. Mm. I'm, like, where, I'm like, wait, what? So rich, if, if I understand why from the other team's perspectives, if I played either Minnesota or Atlanta the next day while I'm at Minnesota's facility – and I can't play while they're playing against the best team in the world. That's kind of fugazi. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are these guys? What were the and discussions then, like in like the pro chat about this? Uh, the actual discussions or what I can actually say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, whatever, whatever you can tell. Us. Nah, but like they just said some dumb things. Midnight tweeted like, "All we have to do is provide tables and power." I'm like, what? <laughs> well, tables to be fair, and power. Hold on. To tables, be fair, you get that. You can get that at Walmart for twelve cents. Power is provided by the venue. <laughs> to be fair, though, John, let's let's talk about it. Like, if it is in their contract to the CDL where that is what they have to provide and the other stuff isn't up to speed, are they at fault for scrimming in their private place and preparing for the event like they would? Absolutely. Went well? So so you think that they just Absolutely. shouldn't use their facility during that? Like, you should just not scrim until uh, good? If everyone else can't play at the same exact time when we're all forced to be in a certain location, then, yes, they should not be able to go to their facility and play. That's just that's just basic competition like fairness. Okay, but who should the blame be placed on? Minnesota or CDL? Like, like I, if I mean, that is CDL, CDL just puts on the event, right? So whoever is running this venue, whoever is controlling the venue, that's where the play, where the blame should be placed. So do we ever figure out like who's? Like, no, of course not, because people don't really care. They're just like, what? We only played one series, even though we're gone for like twelve <laughs> hours, and okay. it's whatever. But then the, and then you know life goes on. Yeah. So how was it? The I, and next to me, day? it's not that big a deal. But like, what stops? So when when other teams come to Los Angeles, what stops us from saying like, "Hey, uh, Atlanta, you guys <laughs> want to come scrim at our facility?" And then we'll just be like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on over there." I guess what stops but, it is the press of everything. You want to have like good PR. You want the event to run. That well, press right? disappeared in like an hour. Yeah, that's true. That only matters to the players. That that matters to such a small number of people that it's like, who actually cares? It's like when the like people were complaining that they took the ch the AMs, the challenger people off the main stage. Mm. Like that's like 500 people complaining. <laughs> Fair. Uh, All right. So other than that though, like in terms of being a coach of the event, like did you find uh, like the event to be nice? Like the, the, you know, amenities that you guys had, like, like in the pro lounge, having stations ready at all times, stuff like that. Like, was it yeah. ran smoothly for you guys on your end? Yeah, for the most part. Like, uh, there's a couple things out of change. Like, it was 9,000 degrees in the player lounge in both of them. But other than that, like, yeah, it was fine. I had no issue with it. I think Claire, who a lot of people may know by now, was running it pretty smoothly. So getting people in and out as they needed to be. And I really have no complaints with that. I think they did a pretty good job. Sweet. Um, so 
I, from my perspective, the event was great. I mean, we had two rehearsal days. I also went like a week prior for another rehearsal before. So I rehearsed like five days before this event, which was kind of overkill, but I get it because it's the first one. Um, so no complaints for me. It was just trying to get ready. Um, and I think it helped a lot, actually. Um, the broadcast side of things, like uh, it was obviously an adjustment because it's like a new staff and stuff. First time like working with everybody. Um, I had some familiarity with it because I had done a bunch of rehearsals and a lot of the other guys didn't. Um, but overall, like there was like obviously there was issues and stuff as anything would for the first time. But from my perspective, like everything was handled for me pretty quick. Like I never noticed like any issues like for myself personally, which was nice. Like if there was an issue, like I don't want to be hearing about it. You know what I mean? So I can yeah. just do my thing. Um, your job. And like to the fans and like to like as in the experience there. I thought like it was pretty it was pretty smooth process. Like I know that there was things that were going wrong that the fans don't know about and then it would just get fixed like pretty quickly, which is actually insane. There was so it was so weird to have such a huge, massive staff, like three people for everything at a COD event. Whereas before it was like you know, like you knew who was in command, like who's doing what and it was like a smaller staff and people wore a bunch of hats. There was so many thank you. There was so many people like at this event did it feel overwhelming like how much staff and how many people were actually there um, not from my not from my perspective not really like I, I guess from i mean that's that means they're doing a good job right yes yeah, absolutely i don't i didn't know any notice any of them all i notice is what i see on the broadcast and what they make us do and what i'm watching what, what pops up on the screen there's definitely for sure things that i would have changed but i think overall for the first time they did a pretty good job i think from a broadcast perspective though I don't know how the, you guys in the chat feel, but holy crap, every series was taking way too long. Way like, too long. Like, man, between maps one and two, there's a five-minute break. Then map between maps two and three, it goes to the desk for 17 minutes. Holy shit. There's no reason that 3-0 should last, like, an hour and a half. That is ridiculous. It's a COD match. Like, let's get it yeah. cracking. There's no way. <laughs> map one's over. So, map so, two. Actually, too I much. Talk a little bit about, I think I could talk a little bit about much. this. Too much. I'll probably get in trouble for some some things if I say, if I share too much. But I think that uh, first of all, big shout out to the staff. I think that everybody that was there is incredible people. I worked with them over the last few weeks, and uh, they're just trying to put on an amazing show. And this is something brand new. So um, there's a bunch of new people, obviously, and they're you know a ton of experience. But I think when it comes to like doing something like this, they had a different like idea in mind for the broadcast, and I felt like the game wasn't as prioritized as it should have been. Um, obviously, there's a ton of sponsors, and that's what you need for a league to be massive. I think sponsor segments were placed like poorly, in my opinion. I think there's like better spots for the, where they could be, um, and I think that the game breaks should be adjusted going forward. I really hope that they are, as I'm a big part of those game breaks. After every game two and game four, there was a game break, um, and you know that's time for like players go to the bathroom. You can go over strats with your players, etc. Um, but they just seemed really long. Like for me, I'm up on the desk, so like I, I'm talking through stuff and I'm getting ready for it and I'm doing it. So I don't notice how long it actually is. When I had an off segment and I watched the entire uh, match, I realized how long game break was, and I was like, holy hell, that break was like 10 to 15 minutes. Like when it comes from like the the commercial to the actual segment to bang to the next map starting up like if i'm just tuning in like to map two by the time it gets to the more action on map three like if it's like a 6-0 search and then there's a game break that long you're not watching that much call of duty so i think that there should be like maybe one game break like and after game two like i don't know it, it should, it should like be so one it should be earlier in the series if there's gonna have one and it's just like it just takes the the flow and momentum out of the game like out of the series it's way too much it's way too long uh but 
obviously, like you said, if in order for the league to grow and for it to be this big, you do need to have ads and sponsors and all that. I fully understand that, but it can't be at expense of the game itself. Like, if you're watching an NFL game, the ads and stuff don't, like, actually deter from the game. There's, like, a two-minute warning, but, like, it's where they run more commercials, but it doesn't deter from the game. It's like, as soon as the game's starting, here's some ads for you, but we're into the game, 100%. And it just needs to be more focused on that. Yeah, because it it became this uh, game of cat and mouse where it was, like, it would go into the game break, which was obviously for desk, and then we'd have like sponsor segments we had to do, and then obviously uh, casters would go throw to break, break would come to us, and then we would throw to casters. So like even when we were done doing everything, we would also throw to them, and they would talk for like a minute or two before the game actually began. And then as the game is beginning, they do like the bumper in from like the maps. You know how the broadcast works. So it was just yeah. a lot of time that I think could be utilized differently. You know what I mean? I'm sure they'll yeah. figure it out. There's so many smart people there, and I bet I'm like. Because if you look at the schedule, what was it scheduled? An hour and 15 minutes for every match in your yeah, dreams. Yeah, that's obviously never going to happen. In your dreams, even before, it, the, like last year, the way we ran it, there was no way it was matches were going to be done that fast, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that that's something that can be worked on for sure. I, I don't know if it'll be done for London or I, – I have no idea. I'm not in any of those discussions, but I hope. What did you think uh, overall series like – for like analysis, like game breaks, because we would do a pre-segment and then we do a game break two, game break four, and we do a post-segment two. Did you think? Did you feel like it was redundant, chat, John? Ah, uh, uh, for me it was a bit redundant. Like it, the series like. just the series just started. What do you like? Now you've broken down everything to me, and then I have to hear it again after the match. I don't know. To me, it's just a bit much, and especially since I don't want to say bad things about whatever you guys are saying on analysis, because I don't. That's not my place. But I feel like it puts you in a bad spot to say the same thing over and over, and it just becomes extremely generic. Well, try to look at it as, like, a new viewer. Like, because I I was having this battle in my mind when I was assessing, like, whether it was good or bad. Um, From, like, a third-person point of view as a new viewer, say if you tune in mid-series, it might be kind of nice to, like, hear what has happened throughout the series. And then after the series, if you tune in, you know what I mean? Like, it might be kind of nice for people coming in and out of the stream. Yeah. so maybe there's that's, a place for it, but maybe shorter. That, that's fair, but I also think that it's part of me when I'm – if you randomly click – if you open like a a YouTube link of the whole entire week or like one entire day, if you click randomly, I guarantee you it won't be on the game. That's crazy. You know what I mean? It's always going to be on some random shit happening like dancers or some other crap. Like it just won't be on the game. There's no reason that should – there should be so much – downtime from the game that's my only thing that's like a huge issue of it i don't know but i mean at the end of the day that's what we're showcasing was the game and i think they did a decent job it could have been a lot better i think everybody knows that so the feedback's in if there's if there's anything the cdl's done so far it's been react feedback they've reacted to nearly everything that's been a big issue they already fixed the thing that aix was talking about which we'll get into later so i if if that's like a sign of what's to come i think that that stuff will be ironed out by i think atlanta's what it's after london because um, mm-hmm. London's a really quick turnaround, dude. Um, but yeah, for me, event ran smooth. I'm glad it ran smooth for you as well, other than your guys' performance. <laughs> what do you think of uh, walkouts, John? Uh, I thought walkouts were a decent idea. It's a bit weird. Like, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. So it's cool when it's like Chicago and Seattle, right? Because everyone knows all these guys. But <laughs> as soon as it's like. I'm not going to say a team's name because I don't want them to get a butt hurt. But as soon as it's two teams that aren't, like, that big, it's, like, really, really weird. Yeah, but I will say, though, weird. something that really surprised me. 
like really did, was how Minnesota turned out for the Rocker team. Like they came out and they had louder applause than every other team. It would not know. have been like that without the franchise. No that's, chance. And that's like, dope. Minnesota turned up for their team. Like they were so loud for them. That was dope. Dude, I so talked loud. to this one dude from Minnesota, John. Uh, it's like this older dude. Um, fully tatted, like didn't look like your typical <laughs> gamer that you'd see at an event. Like usually at events, like you'll see some older guys, but like usually you'll see like the younger crowd, 10, 11, 12, 15. This guy was clearly older, and he was like, yeah, man. He's like, dude, I love what you guys do up there. He's like, were you a pro? He's asking me all these questions. And I was like, yeah, yada, yada, yada. I had, like, a long talk with him. And he was like, dude, I, I figured out that we had a COD team. I've been playing COD my whole life. And I was like, I got to come check this out. Like, I'm a big fan of, of the of the Rocker team. I was like, dude, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, this guy, yeah. through the grapevine, figured out about Minnesota's team, showed up to the event, and, like, now he's a fan. Like, it's like bridging the gap. From like normal, like I don't say normal, but like outside world to esports, which is like super cool. Um, I just thought that's that was awesome. God to go. That's definitely what we need for COD to go, right? We, we have a bunch of generic right? players, but we just need them to actually get into the esport version of it. Yeah. Um, people, some people in the chat are saying that they they like the walkouts. But some people are saying that they wish that the walkouts were like a thing where you just did them all together. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like instead of an enables octane, like just. The Seattle Surge, and we all walked up together, and I think that that's a good way to bridge the gap. If you want walkouts, but you can, but you, but you don't want it to take so much time, I think that's a good way to do it. Just announce yeah. the team and let them walk out together, and you know, w- one by one if they want. But like, it was a lot of time, dude. It was a lot of time. Yeah, it was another a lot. thing you can also do is like, you can just like when the players are sitting down, you can just have a hype man like puck it, like hype them up as they're sitting down. Like I. I personally am not a big fan of walkouts. Like, I think that, you know, when they're all standing up there, that's cool. Hype them up, yada, yada. And the fans can cheer for them. But, like, walking people out one by one, bro, it's, like, yeah, I I didn't. I wasn't a fan of it. They tried a bunch of different things out. You could just tell throughout the week, and they were like, let's just try everything and see what works. I think the best thing they did was when, like, they had all of Chicago standing up on the logo behind the, the station. I thought that was cool. Yeah, so that, that was, was simple. It was clean. But they didn't do one for the other team. It was like weird. They just did it for them. Did you notice that? It was Wait, like when... they had all of Chicago standing up, and then whoever Chicago who did who did Chicago play in that series? They played. Maybe it was us. We yeah, were because you guys. There. Yeah, it, you. I don't know. I was out. Well, I was in a different spot because for our matches, we had to watch in the back, so I couldn't actually see what it looked like from. Okay, that looked dope, and it looked cool, like as a shot. And let's be honest, like if the crowd isn't going to be full for a lot of them, then better to walk out through the crowd. It kind of looks like crap. So, like, I like <laughs> it when it's on the stage like that, and it just looks a lot better. I think for the broadcast, and it's a lot quicker because those walkouts take a while. The one they something. The... Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, by the way, something Chino said to me, by the way, like, so about the way the crowd looked on screen, which was so facts, is that the seats up close were empty because they were charging so much more for these seats. So, like, it looked a lot worse up close than it was, like, in the backside where the seats were, like, half the price where everyone was sitting. It's like, why would you pay so much to sit, like, closer to the screen? I didn't even know that, dude. Yeah, it's like, so it was just a, it was, I understand the thought process of it, like, pay, obviously, you sit closer, you pay more money. You're closer to your people that you, you know, people you're a fan of. But in reality, it doesn't, like, the execution doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, that's probably a blunder on their side. Uh, I don't think yeah. that's the They'll way figure it out. They're smart guys. Um, but all right, enough about the event overall. I think the atmosphere there was pretty awesome. Um, I think everybody enjoyed the venue. The armory was 
dope. It had a really cool personality to it. The biggest bar yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Unfortunately, I didn't even get to get one drink from there, but I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure it was no. nice. You didn't? No, I did. After we lost. <laughs> so, um, <sighs> but it, it was nice. They had like food and stuff. I walked past to look at the sign. And it said like lobster They had lobster roll. mac. Sheesh. Yeah. What? Yeah, dude, that, was, that was nice. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a really nice big event, but also an intimate environment to where like everybody felt like they were a part of it on the same wavelength. Because like all the seating was together. Um, and then there was like bars on left and right with food on the left and right. And the stage was right there. So there's one focal point and seating everywhere. And then the desk was with the crowd. I think they absolutely nailed the layout of the actual event. I like that. I hope it's like that in the future, but we don't know what other venues will look like. Um, I'm sure the copper box will be sick. That's where we're going next. I'm, I'm missing out on that one, but well, I do love the London crowd, so I am a little bit sad I'm missing that one, but it is what it is. I'm sure I'll be all over the place. What do you think about the actual stage, John? Um, from a from an in the crowd perspective, I thought that they could have done more to connect the people in the stage with the with the players. Like when you're actually watching from the crowd, you can barely see the players on the stage because it's just mm. it's elevated, right? And on the screen below, all it does is say the team name, Huntsman optic whatever it is and there's no interaction with the players in the crowd like you don't get to see their faces or anything so if they would have changed that i think it would have been super dope but i do think the overall look from the stage from the crowd was cool yeah it was there's cool. just little things that they could change for sure but what about on the stage yeah um, on the stage is pretty sick like the like you're there the crowd is literally right in our face like yeah. as soon as as soon as you walk out they're like they're right there. Hey, Pac-Man, you suck. I'm like, word. <laughs> Wait. Oh, we got to talk about that, dude. Did you get any, like, crazy hate for being the coach of Optic? Uh, you... Not really. Mostly mostly trolls. Even versus Chicago? Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're always going to be the, fa the fan favorite, but it was mostly trolls. A uh, couple people, like, I swear, because right after we, right when we played them, I could see them in the crowd talking crap, and then a couple of those same people were at, like, our scuff signing right after. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just, they're just having fun, and... Honestly, the fans are what makes it what it is, right? So if you want to be a fan of that team, that's perfectly fine. That's your choice. Uh, trolls are always going to exist in any internet environment. So yeah, it when, is you, it when is. you guys lost, did you get a bunch of tweets and shit? Yeah, of course. But who cares? I've been getting those forever. So you're obviously going to be able to deal with that. How are the rest of the guys dealing with it? Uh, I don't even think that they even look. Only one that probably looks is that's cap, brother. Is, nah, I don't <laughs> that look. is cap. They're they don't definitely really look. looking. Nah. If they look at them, they might laugh at stuff, but they don't take it serious. Because so, in reality, like people act like we got like smoked, like we lost everything in the world. We got we got beat badly by like Chicago on the hard point and the S and D, but we haven't played much S and D. And in the uh, domination, we literally made one mistake or we went on the map. Yeah, the OE. So I mean, it, this, yeah, uh, was yeah, it, they got they OE green and they got through that or we went on the map. So like people blow it out of proportion. Uh, they're a good team, so not to take anything away from them, but. All right, people are just being, you know, fans. Right, what they do. They let's overreact. Talk, let's talk through it. So what were you expecting going into the weekend performance-wise based on scrims? I'm pretty sure you expected probably one and one, right, as a realist? Uh, No, I expected 2-0. Oh. You did? Are you for real? Nah, I mean, if I was to bet money, I wouldn't. Oh, I'm not allowed to bet money. If I was about allowed to bet chips, <laughs> I would probably I would probably not put chips on us beating Chicago, but I wouldn't sure. have said it was going to be 3-0. Against Paris, I'll just have to win for sure. Yeah. Um, they were a shock to me. Um, in your series versus them, 
Um, what did you guys get rid of against? You had no research on them at all, right? Like you didn't even. No, you had no research. So you I'm not saying I'm not saying we'll be vetoed, but you just banned your bad maps when you played them, right? Because you just didn't. Yeah, them. honestly, I hate to say that. I hate to do this, but it's just a fact. On the first map against us, the hard point, they got just pretty lucky. Like if you if you watched maps all day long, there's so many little things that just went their way. Where yeah. if they didn't go yeah. their way, we'd have won it. It was cave, right? And, yeah, it was cave. And then you're talking about the end when it was P five to P one. Mm, there was a bunch of things. I'm not gonna get into the details, but just a bunch of little things. But they still played really well. Like I didn't expect them to play that well throughout the course of the weekend for sure. And then we just can't beat anyone in that new dom because we hadn't practiced it at all. Okay. They got, we got literally smoked. Yeah, that was a tough. Match. When you guys lost that, I was like, "Oh, they're fucked in their next match." That's um, that's just unlucky. Like, uh, not 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 us losing the the fact that the game changed right before and it actually like broke it at the same time. Like the game. You're talking about Dom. Yes, it was just like a completely different Dom game. So How did that they like. That? I know Slasher gets fucking. Nah, oh yeah. People, some people get certain like really tired about stuff like that yeah. just because we didn't have any say in it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you have I mean, to play this. A lot it doesn't of the, work. So, so there's like two different mentalities, as you know, as a player. Me and you being of the mentality like, like some changes, we're just gonna be pissed, and it's got an asterisk. But there, a lot of players will be able to just like move on and continue. I. It's very hard for me to do that, and I know Slasher's Same. one. Slasher and Jake Cap. Slasher's one that's very hard. For Slasher's like too. me and you. So is Cap. And they're just like, no, fuck that. That's bullshit. Like yada yada, and it's very hard to get over it, and it's like on your mind, and it just triggers you. So, updates before events, like going forward, how do you think that should be handled? Do you think it was mismanaged well, right here? I mean, we've had updates before in the past, a bunch before events, and it's fine. Like you, you just have to deal with it. But this one actually changed the game type you know what i mean like it, it changed the way it was and you know you have to adapt to it blah 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 so i mean that's what you do but at the same time like going forward in a in a league like this they should at least give everyone a few days like you, we couldn't even do anything about it and we didn't have any time and that goes for every team so I, you can always people always go well they didn't have any time either that's very true, but just like you said, as there are different players who handle things differently, certain certain players learn certain and they are who they are for a reason. Are more preparation based, and yeah, they're more preparation based. The exactly. Is that their fault? No, that's just how they are. Some people just don't even need to scrim. They go to a tournament. and They just like I'm gonna get cracked. It would have not been as bad if you guys could have practiced the day before. Like it was a combo. It was like a wombo yeah. combo of update and not being able to practice in the venue, etc. That's tough. So I definitely feel for you guys. It there. is what it is. Either way, your guys' performance was not up to par. You guys have no, to work of course. No, that's that. not. A, when we go home and when we went home, it's not like we're like, well, if that domination wasn't broken, we would have won everything. Like, no, we're not delusional. We know that there's a lot to work on, and I'm sure that even the teams that went two and zero feel the same way, and one one all the same. Like, there's a lot to work on, and gladly it was early on, right? Is Austin and it wasn't a tournament to us or AR or not? I have no idea. We'll see as we practice more. We just got back. When do you start again? So, uh, tomorrow. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um. Well, that'd be nice. You can you can like play Chicago again. <laughs> and some of the teams <laughs> you haven't been able to play, so that'd be nice. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh people's performance at the event. Now that we've f- finished talking about yours, sure. anybody you want to speak about first? Um, I think we should talk about Dallas because I think that. I mean, they're like the one slash two consensus for pretty much everyone I had going in. Number one, bro. Yeah, I had them number two because we scrimmed both Atlanta and Dallas, and Atlanta was different. I'm gonna pull some up on like, screen while we talk about stats because I have Shotzi stats right here, dude. <laughs> yeah, Shotzi got smoked. 
Straight up. I am so mind blown by that, John. I was watching him practice. Ah. He was so (laughs) fucking good. Literally, like, an hour before the match, I watched him get Donkey Donkey Kong slapped in, bro. He was actually destroying. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, to be fair, all right, it's his first COD event on a big stage. I don't, it's not his first event. This guy's a world champion, so he does not just get shook on land. It was his first COD event, and he played two really good teams. And they got mollywopped. Like, I mean, it's a bad, and it's a small sample size too. But he got smoked. He was I like have seven. never thrown up. A At one point, he 30, was like bro. six and thirty. Yeah, me either. And I've been world star before. And, I've been and I never got seven. Yeah, turned on multiple seven, times in a map. But seven, seven and thirty. Yeah, that's rough. That's like and getting posterized like, nuts in your mouth, bro. That's what that's like. Yeah, that's that's the worst. That's a terrible. What happens? I mean, we've been there before, where it's like things start snowballing out of control. But seven thirty is really bad. And I I know his playstyle is naturally just to go to the objective, like whatever the objective is, he just kind of goes to it. Not, but like, <laughs> at some point, bro, <laughs> you slow down and get your kills, bro. Like, damn, son got smoked. It's hard for me to even say he has a ton of promise because that was, like, a terrible event. So I almost have to see him again before I can even formulate an opinion. Like, if you were to ask me right now, I would just be like, he's trash. Like, but I have to I have to watch more. Like, that, I don't know. That was bad. Like, even the, even in their next series when I was watching, like, him and Illy were getting fried in hard point. Illy had a decent event, but I think it's just shots he got shit on so bad it kind of, like, outshines the bad maps Illy had. Because if it – Illy didn't really live up to my expectations either. I thought he was because if you notice, even on my segments, I was gassing the hell out of Illy. I thought he was going to dominate. Online, he's like their best player. It's either him yeah. or him or Kyler, I think. But like, I talked to so you know the there's like a little production break or whatever between maps one and two, and because of the way the the screen was, you couldn't see what the hell anyone did, any scores or whatever. Yeah. So I walk up to Illy and I was like, "Which one of you guys got smoked, map they one?" They both got smoked. Well, Illy was like. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and I was like, ah, he's like, usually if you get smoked, I came up to him in the middle of the series. Most, a lot of people would be like, what? Leave me the, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And he was, and he was like, yeah, that was me. Whatever. And I was like, ah, this guy's going to be all right. Like he didn't, he didn't yeah, seem butthurt yeah. about it. He just like, yeah, I just didn't play well or whatever. Cause they won the second map in the first series, like six Oh or six one or whatever it was, but yeah. they got smoked. At point. And I was like, he's going to be all right. Like Jesus, to be honest, their whole team got clapped. Like even Clay had like bad stats. So really like, if when your when your team gets clapped, you're gonna have bad stats. You're yeah. just gonna have bad stats. Seven and thirty is next level, but you're gonna have bad you're gonna have bad stats. So I'll, I'm gonna wait on them. Are they going to London? Do you know? Oh, uh, I have no clue. I think so though. I actually think so. Yeah. I want to see them again asap. Um, I don't know. I just don't know where it puts them. They played the two best teams who looked incredible. So it's like tough. What were your overall takeaways from them though? From for Dallas? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just, I, I mean, they played two really good teams, but they lost close maps. Like, I don't think, I wouldn't overreact if you're a fan. Overreact to the, yeah, overreact to them going 0 2. Just like I wouldn't overreact to certain people going 2 0, who we can talk about as well. Who? Or whatever it might Call be. Them out. Paris wouldn't overreact to them going 2 0, even though they mollywopped London. I just wouldn't do it. Mollywopped. Uh, Minnesota, they should have lost the Gorillas. And Pat had like a point six this weekend. And they should have lost that straight up. They should have lost. Mm-hmm. But uh, whoever it was, Lacefield had on Hardline, which had no effect on the map, and they got forfeited. It is what it is. That's the rules. But, <laughs> like, that sucks. But they also went 2-0, and everyone's like, they're the third best team in the world, power rankings, things that came out. I'm like, they should have lost. Like, all right, fine. Believe what you want. But just don't overreact to such a small sample size of, of work. That's all I'm saying. 
I mean, I just like, any, uh, like there's, there's any Seattle's event, 0-2, there's New York's 0-2, those guys aren't, those guys aren't going to be that at, horrible. There's any event to get your cheeks clapped at, it was this one. I think that New York played the worst out of any team this weekend. They got It actually surprised me. They got mollywopped, literally they, destroyed. Smoke. And if you ask me, there's no way I think they're going to be anywhere near that bad later on. Like, How they did got, they get smoked so bad, bro? I, I mean, I've, I watched it back. They were making a bunch of fucking mistakes, but <laughs> it was bad. It was bad, but they were just – there's no way. They have too many good players and too many people that have the ability to learn and improve. Dude, Wuskin really like, had them on swords. Yeah, Wuskin was literally putting on versus them. Wait, versus them? London looked, London looked fucking amazing, right? Amazing. And then the next day, they're getting literally world star bamboozled 360 by Kismet. Literally, <laughs> they look like bots literally, against Denz. Yeah, Kismet literally ran these guys off the stage. Kismet and Denz. Like, it's just so – I'm not even going to say it's day-to-day. It's just there's a bunch of different play styles right now in the game, and you just shouldn't overreact. To, to New York this. was super unorganized. Me and Tyler were there like, what the hell is going on? Um, their series is like a blur. It's just like so fast, and they just got clapped. Yeah, it was fast and bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I don't know. I, like so, Some people obviously – like lost a search and destroy in like one minute to phase. Did you see that? <laughs> it was like, what map was that? I did see it. It was just really quick. I think it was Petro, wasn't it? I don't even remember, bro. It was so fast. I forgot. I blinked and it was over. It was 6-0. I wasn't even on the desk there in that, that, that's, that series. And I just remember looking down at my phone, looking up and going, what the hell? The map's over? Everybody's 6-0? Like, what? Pack acting like Kismet and disgusting. Wrong. I think Kismet's disgusting. I've been thinking Kismet's disgusting. He's disgusting last year, too. Dude, Bobble just can't win maps, brother. I feel bad because you know that Bobble, he has Bob, they have Bobble and JP, so they probably have one of the better like all-around coaching staffs that actually are trying really hard. But at the end of the day, Bobble can't hold the controller and play. This guy doesn't want to match in a year. <sighs> they don't want that trust. <laughs> <laughs> what did it's you think of problem. Atlanta? They're gonna reign supreme this season, brother. Nah, <laughs> they're gonna reign. Supreme. Nah, they're definitely disgusting. They're definitely they disgusting, but they're not as far ahead as everyone thinks. I don't know, dude. Big they seem. All right. Crazy. Well, I want everyone that's a hardcore fan in here to go back and watch them play, and tell me that they're just just so much smarter and better than everybody. No, I think I won't say that, but I do think they're that the they're smart enough the right now. I do. I, I think do think that they're smart enough, John, to stay ahead or on par with the learning curve. Oh, and no they doubt. They have enough talent. like And they have enough talent to where if they stay at that level, they will be the best team because they will always be ahead of 90% of the teams in search simply because of the team that they have and the team and the rosters these other franchises have. So they will always have an edge in search and destroy versus all other 11 teams in the league, in my opinion, at all times. And I think that if they stay on par with the meta and respawn, that they will be the best team throughout the season. I think that they have a strong chance of being the best team throughout the season. That's not what I was saying. I was thinking like, they have crazy work ethic too. Like these guys put in time. Yeah. They are disgusting. I just don't think they're as as far ahead as people think that they are. Like yeah, they are people... they are doing their thing. But like if you go back and watch the matches, like their hard points are super close. There's a point where Simp literally like world star bamboozled Clay off sandbags, or they would or or Dallas would have won the map. Like no matter what, they are outslaying teams by so much because they're disgusting. But usually, as you know, as a hard point team, if you're outslaying by that much. You should win by more. It should be more comfortable. Like they're doing something where other teams can catch up, even though they are got like to me. They're clearly the best team yeah. right now, but they're still they're still not like 
so far ahead that they're that they're not going to be caught up with. I don't think that exists in COD anymore with all the talent that exists I in the league. People are looking at them like, like a complexity right now. Yeah, that's what I think people are looking at them like too, but they haven't won a tournament yet. <laughs> so got to start. Yeah. Gotta I mean, they're, they're not even going to London, so. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, they won't be at every event, so there will be other champions. It's kind of cool. Um, so I think we rest our case with them. Uh, let's talk about some of the other teams. Uh, Mutineers, what do you think about them? Well, I guess uh, we should talk about the, the other one first, Surge, and then we'll talk about Mutineers. Surge got smoked as well. Um, their search oh. is horrible, like everybody thought. Yeah, you know what worries me about them is I don't know if their search is ever going to be good. I said that on the, in the segment. I was like, I don't think that their search can ever get better. Like, I don't think it'll ever get better. I think that they might be like the one team, like that would actually seriously consider bringing in someone else to play some search. You know what I mean? Like their search, they just don't have search players. They have a really strong like set of respawn players where. Like they'll 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 be able to keep themselves in series, but I would be mind blown this whole entire year if they ever won went two and zero in a search in a series. Like if I they won one, the, one two search, I'd be mind blown. They just don't have strong search players at I all. I think out of the four teams that went zero and two, they seem like the scariest. It looks like the scariest losses if you're a fan of them because they lost to Ultra and Mutineers. So like they lost to two teams that are clearly middle of the pack and will probably remain middle of the pack. And they like lost to them without like putting up a big fight. Like versus Ultra, they went game five. Did they go game five? I think they went game, yeah, they went five, game both five, five and both. But they lost. They lost the S and D's. Like that's bad because that's a trend already in the team that like it seems like they won't be able to fix. Because if you look at that roster, those guys have all been cheeks. Probably like the worst, other than Damon, like the worst search and destroy player on their teams in the past. Yeah, and I think that I, I remember true. watching. I was like after three. After three search and destroys, they didn't even have like six rounds total. I think their best search and destroy was the last one, which they still yeah, lost. Yeah. Which yeah, but it was like, they but it was like, won, damn. Honestly. No, yeah, but the thing, yeah, because they put themselves in a lot of good situations, but they have bad search players, and they would just throw them. Yeah, so they, they got a like, three piece <laughs> on a flank by classic, bro. <laughs> like you could be so much worse individually than they are because they have talent, but just be so much smarter in search and destroy and win such easy situations, and they just, I don't know. I, that scares me for them, but I think that eventually, just by necessities, they're gonna learn how to play. Like they're gonna have to. Yeah, Apple just turned into a freak. Yeah, I was talking I to know. Ian about it. Um, it feels like they kind of have different philosophies on the game. Um, this is me like throwing darts in a haystack, or needle in a haystack right here. But this is my assessment of them. I think that Nubsy is a great coach, and there's certain people on the team that want to play like search and destroy one way, and I think that the players on that team kind of want to play together and more like speed and just all be together and trading like essentially um, and not have as much spread. And when I was watching them play, they were spreading out and they would be slow to pick up on things. And situationally, um, the individuals on that team, I feel like aren't very good, like in playing their one-on-one situations. It's like, and Abel was up on the desk and asked him a question. And I was like, so uh, it seemed like you guys were playing spread, but when you guys had success, you guys played together. And he like, looked at me and like smiled a little bit. I don't know if the camera could tell. He was like, yeah, uh, we just have a lot of different uh, mentalities towards the game, um, and we're going to work on it when we're at home. And what I took from that was like he's like, yeah, we need to just stick together. We're not going to be good at search unless we stick together and rotate bombs. So if they make that adjustment, I think they have a chance of being solid in search. But that's what I want to say with it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think – they get some generic search and destroy shots from like Teddy Rex or whoever it is, and just like 
start using their guns. He'll smoke out a lane and just run to the bomb plan and trade. Like it's it's hard to mess that up. That's all they have you to do. Have, yeah, you just have to clutch out the in the round situations, and I think they that's how they eventually that. end up playing. I don't think they can do like a, a spread out pick style strategy like Chicago or, or gorillas, Atlanta gorillas. Yeah, gorillas they are good at the that. For it. They're good at yeah, that. They, yeah, they are because that's that's like they have good search and destroy players on their team. Decimate Yuli. Like Aqua's Aqua a really really good search and destroy player. Like they have those players on the team that can do that, and you can't really teach that stuff. That's something that's been ingrained in, ingrained in you over years. And also, like so. Nubsy had an extremely successful year last year with his team in search, but he had different players. Like he had yeah, players, players in Havoc. Um, he had like an Envoy, and then he had you know what I mean it's just tough. So you, you can't apply that to this team. Like Apthy's, like I saw multiple rounds where Apthy would go by himself and like just get blooded. Like he was charging down the center of the map on Gunrunner and just dying at green. Like, if he got a kill, it still didn't guarantee the round because he's just alone. Like, that guy has to be with slacked, and they need to be working something together. They'll fi- I, I think they, they can figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to talk about that. Uh, is there any other teams you want to talk about? Uh, Chicago played really well this weekend. I thought they were yeah. a lot better than I expected them to be. Me too. So, like, get, get, got to give them their props. I mean, the way they beat Dallas caught me off guard. Like, for real. They, like, manhandled Dallas in the response, all three. So, that was, that was godlike from them. Um, who else was there? Dude, I didn't uh, expect Arcee's to be as good as he was, bro. Arcee's godlike, <laughs> straight up off, bro. And then, like, I don't know about you, I kind of forgot about Gunless, and he was just going insane, like low key. Uh, I didn't. That guy wins chips. Low key, though, he's <laughs> going hard. They're also good. Skump was really good in search too. That was pretty interesting. They're just all around nasty, bro. Against us, they won. They won like almost only because of Envoy in the in the hard point. They have a really good. They have a really good all-around team. Like he just he makes like really sneaky plays, and you have to be on your you have to be on your game to beat them. They don't. They're not a team that looks like they're going to beat themselves at this stage of the game. So it's crazy. a lot of it's crazy ourselves included. There's a lot of teams right now that will at some point beat themselves. That is like the weirdest oh. superstar roster on paper to me, but it it just works so well. It's uh, they don't have like a weak like. There's nobody you're just going to gun. It's so hard. They they have such a talented team. It's yeah, they for, do. They... Um, I think the Royal Ravens getting three would like that by Paris was shocking. I don't know where the hell that came from. So I guess I gotta get also I'm I'm gonna give Paris their props. Um Yeah. I mean I think we've been through pretty much everyone except for the Gorillas. They got they kinda got unlucky in their first match and then clutched up in the second one. I don't know where I'd put them in my power rankings, but it seems uh, to be that's all that people want to talk about nowadays we'll is power rankings. power rankings. In a second. I wanna look at these stats, the stat list. See, Wuskin number one, literally from one series. Simp, Selium, Formal, Assault. Yeah, Assault balled out in his first series. <laughs> Got our X, good for him. Methods, the hell? Man, they are. He's posted up, you know. Oh, he went off against Surge, actually. Dens, is there any surprises here? Yeah, I mean, Shocks and Kismet. Paris actually played surprisingly well. I thought they were going to be by. Here's the thing about Paris. Um, a lot of people are like saying they're nasty top four team after what they did. I don't think that, but I just expect them to actually be by far the worst team. I expect them to get like clapped, like oh two shit on. You know what I mean? Did you expect yeah. that? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I know they're good players, so I don't want to shit on those guys as individuals. But I did expect them to be the worst team overall. I remember they used they were to get so emotional about it. It's like, dude, just look at your roster compared to other rosters. On on paper, you should lose most of the matches, and but they came out and they're like, all right, we'll show you that you're wrong. And they did. They, but I don't. But at the same time, they're not the fourth best team in the world. Like at the end of this year, if they're the fourth best team, 
I will be fucking shocked. <laughs> Absolutely fucking shocked. See, or third have, best, uh, whatever. Who tweeted it? ESPN Esports tweeted out power rankings, right? Let's go look yeah, at there's, it. There was some. The COD League is off to the races. <laughs> Wait, where is it at? I want to see these power rankings. Power rankings are essentially standings, so they're pretty fucking pointless. But people love right, it. Here we go. Uh, power rankings. Phase number one, Huntsman number two, Rocker three, Legion four, Empire five, Gorilla six, Ravens, Ultra, Mutineers, Surge, Subliners, Optic Gaming at 12. ESPN official power rankings. <laughs> well, good for them. Let me read what Dallas, they Dallas, Dallas blows. <laughs> it was a disappointing opening weekend for Optic Gaming Los Angeles. OG LA not only lost against an impressive Huntsman squad, but also fell to Paris, widely regarded as the weakest in the league. They were dominated in the first two maps against Chicago, 251-76 and 6-2 Search and Destroy. LA made it close and down, briefly taking a lead late, but they couldn't hold on. They'll have a few weeks to regroup, regroup before February 22nd, 23rd in Atlanta. Ben Como. I'm not. I'm not like really. I don't really care about where they put us in the list because it's pretty much just standings. But at the same time, who the hell are these guys to make? A, <laughs> who the hell are these guys to make a list? They don't know anything. I promise. It is what it is. We are not good right now. Like when we're good, you'll know we're good because of the people we have on our team. I can't believe if they at, have at, if at any if at any point you think that that Slasher and Kenny are going to be in the worst team in the league, you are fucking insane. Yeah, like crazy. you actually believe that you're fucking insane. Um, you are actually fucking insane. So Rocker that's all. Number three, John. Uh, faded. But that's I mean, good for them. But I mean, who else are you gonna put there? I push. I personally, I saw like all the coaches had to do these. Uh, without like I left my team out of it because I just don't care. But I put Dallas at third still. Who did you? Have I just fourth? don't. Uh, fuck if I know. Uh, <laughs> let me see all the teams again. Um, what I have fourth? Um, either, either New York or Seattle. I put fourth. What? Yeah. You're you, faded. No, I'm not. You, you guys, put you New York or Seattle at four. If you want standings, then don't make these lists. If that's what you want, if you want me to give you your standings, obviously I watch them lose. I watched them lose. Bruh. I'm not stupid. Oh, I watched them lose. Drunk, son. You put them. So you put them at four. You wouldn't put yourself above New York. You don't think I right now. I, I, said I, I said I left my team out. Okay. And I also wouldn't. I'm not going to say where I'd put my team. Wait, where'd you put your team? But I just said I'm not going to say where I'd put my team. No, but like, if you want, if you want, well, first of all, if you think LA Grill is better than us, you're fucking. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like, like, but, but. But if you don't, if you want to make standings, make standings. If you don't, then you got to just stop looking at the like immediate the two match results and making a list off that. That's all I'm saying. Period. The only team that doesn't fit into this thing is like a standings thing is Dallas, and that's because they lost to who they lose to Huntsman Phase. and Phase. Huntsman and Phase. People are like oh, about fifth. But like, if Dallas and Paris were to play a match right now, who would you pick? Dallas. Sure. Like, Exactly. So then, why why even make these unless if, if unless you're gonna make them with your actual opinion, your real opinion? Well, I mean, I, no, it's tough. People it's say like that I'm faded. I are... I can't say everything that I want to say, but I watch infinitely more than everyone here. Power rings will be better. It's my job too. Power rings will be better after we have a few weekends. 
Of course. But like, right that, now, but like, saw like yeah, kind of fugazi. I know, but I do. I will agree that I'd put Atlanta and Huntsman at one and two. That's what All I'll right. say. Well, After that, I think about, it's a it's a bunch of middle of the road teams. Before we talk about uh, you know pirates of the chat and stuff, let's look at these camos, bro. You guys, these are any, sick. These are dope. You guys cop any of these uh, yet, chat? Are you get you you rocking the OGLA or what? You should rock the legions. Like if you get smoked by a team, you should just like rock their camo for the week, bro. Like so, I think you should be rocking the legion camo on your shit, bro. You got your cheeks clapped by Paris. Yeah, you're tripping, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you are tripping. Plus, are the, optic, the optic skin is too fire, son. I like That's the ultra one. I like the ultra one. I think the ultra one is sick. Dude, I don't know. Dude, seeing like the rocker stuff in person, their logo is elite. Their colors are elite too. Wait, I think the rocker colors and stuff, and their logo is dope. I just yeah. think the name, the rocker. See the guy walking around with the rocker helmet. Yeah, it did. Freak. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was just Gary V. Like when he walked away from the desk, he just put on that suit and was walking around the venue. No way. That person was like so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that there's those camels are super sick. Wait, what did this person say? All right, let's take some questions from the chat. I might take Dallas to beat Paris, but I would never put New York or Seattle over them. Whoa. So you would never pick Octane to win a match against Dens. All right. That's all I'm saying. That's what you're saying out loud. All right. All right, guys. Well, any we questions have to, we're going to have to Yeah, that's a faded statement. That that's what I'm drunk. saying. That's a faded statement. That guy's drunk. I need more wine, too. <laughs> Um, best three players in the game? Whoa, that's a good question. Um, it's tough right now because everybody hasn't played everyone. But I'm uh, going to say Abizi. Facts. Um, Arcides. Um, who's third? Who would you put in there? Uh, Not on my team. I'd say Abizi's. Abizi is the goatee. RCs is godlike. Yeah, those two. Uh, those two are different, bro. And then, honestly, I'd probably go with... I think I'd probably go with Selium in this game. He's really good, huh? He's really good at this game, yeah. Right now, yeah. I think that's what I'd go with right now. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> First of all, Kismet comes in here and people start lying to him, but Kismet... Dude, do not get this guy gets buck. <laughs> Regain, brother. Um, uh, here, take this next question. I'm gonna get a reload on some wine while we answer some questions. Wait, what's, what's the what's the next question? Most unexpected performances, both good and bad. Uh, good. I would say that Paris's uh performance was the most unexpected good performance, and I would say that New York, New York had the most unexpected bad performance. That was rough out of those guys for sure. Uh, Codcaster, whatever they did in the first match with like with Dallas and Chicago, that was awful. They were at seventy. They were in third person the entire time. Oh yeah. Did we match. talk about that? Yo. Uh, by the way, we came up with a weekly clown this week, guys. And <laughs> I don't know who it was, but I wish I did. And it's whoever decided to go seventy percent third person first. But somebody calculated a stat, and it was. 9% of the kills in the first match were in first person. So, whoever you are, Mr. 3P, you are the weekly clown. 
it was so hard to watch. And I think the the whole purpose was to make it easier for the new viewer to understand. And I watch all the time. And I was faded, brother. I was so confused. I was like, "What is going on?" That guy's a clown. Whoever Make whoever decided that is a clown. Mr. Three P is the weekly clown, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and now, he, if he watches my podcast, he's probably likely somebody who's in a position of power above me as my boss. And <laughs> that means I'm going to be working overtime. Oh yeah. Guy, so. <laughs> that guy's definitely a boss, boss. Whoever decided that, that guy's faded though. That was a horrible decision. I I did a <laughs> I, I I was dying, bro. So we have like a post get together, you know crew and stuff so i walk up to docs big docs paradox uh you know the observer we had on alpha all last year and like leader of the observer team and i went docs man i love you brother and he goes all right and i go listen usually i would say great job you killed it this weekend but right now i'm just gonna say it's nice to see you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i walked up to docs and i like i stuck my hands out like what was that and he just go and he starts shaking his head and just walks away <laughs> Um, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't their fault it was like a decision and we tried it out and it didn't work so you gotta try things out right didn't work at all um at all that's but that's like (laughs) one of those decisions where it's like we should just not try that um do it in the one bot match and it's like yeah fuck that um all right any other questions in the chat yes um yeah keep keep up with the question guys do you think a p2p team can beat a pro team of course (laughs) yes of course a p2p team could beat a pro team like most of the time they won't but yeah they could What's the rules on training players? I actually don't even know. I don't know those either. I don't even think that's going to be happening for a bit anyways. What players surprise you the most? Uh, I mean, obviously, guys, like, that's such an obvious question. It actually triggers me to answer it, but I will answer Ogre. (laughs) The Legion, the whole team, bro. Come on, of course. I thought they were cheeks, and they played well. Single biggest issue right now with what? (laughs) Yeah, you you got to... Gotta narrow that question down on the single biggest issue. The only issue. reason outside of my team, like ATL, Shy, and Dow, are going to be better teams all year is because they have a well mix of aggressive players with role fillers and gap fillers. Some teams don't have the right mix. Some players are going to play worse this year because they don't have the also, right waiting for them, etc. I don't even know what he just said, but yeah, stuff that like Kizma is talking about is like he's already putting himself in that category. All you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. Just shut up and play yeah, play two play. matches. Shut, Shut up. Game. You never know where you can be at, bro. I mean, we're no idea. At... Where, you have no idea where you're going to be, and you can keep talking. You don't upset me, but all you're doing is setting up yourself for failure. Just play the listen, game and beat people. I'll tell you right now. You just sound like an idiot. That's the shittiest and worst approach to the year you can possibly have. If I was your GM, I'd walk over you and slap you and say, just play the game, brother. You can't, you can't think about it just like play that the at game. all. You have no idea where you're going to be at the end of the year. You could be on the best fucking team in the game. Your team can randomly just be dominant. Look back at years of Call of Duty. Like, there's there's teams that are extremely good that win chips. Like, you can go into a weekend. It's literally GSL format, two groups of four. You win two, you're in a bracket. You win two more matches, you're all of a sudden you're in a final. You're telling me you're not capable of doing that if you guys are on point. You're going to tell me you're not capable of beating New York and then upsetting phase and then beating, like, Optic and somebody and then winning. You can absolutely do that. So don't say that they're going to be better than you all year long. Because if you do... That's not what he's saying. He's saying, he's saying that they're going to be better than everyone else all year long because um, their players make sense together. He's basically saying that other teams are no. Basically, saying that players are like he's saying that's why those teams together. are going to be better than better teams all year long. That's why he said Atlanta, Shy, and Dallas are going to be better all year long. Oh, and himself. And if he put team. himself into that group, then I'm actually fucking mind blown. <laughs> the only reason outside of my team, like Atlanta, Shy, and Dallas are going to be better than teams all year is because of blah 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 blah. 
That's what he said. He said my team. Yes. Oh, I'm okay, just so saying, like, come on, brother. Yeah. Uh, yes, oh, he he, no, he said, yeah, no, he I didn't. Self confidence. You said, look, you just said, no, I didn't say myself. I told you. Well, okay. Yeah. Anyways. Side applause. Kismet is beasting. He played, or, oh, boasting. Sorry, I misread that. Yeah, you're right. Good. I think Kismet played an amazing couple matches, for real. I just think that all the all the shit talk post match is lit. I just think all oh, the yeah. stuff outside the game is. Kismet gave the, the best interviews of anybody in the entire venue post win, other yeah. than Scump. Other than Scump, you gave the best interviews. You should have went up on the desk after your series, brother. <laughs> that would have been lit. I wanted to ask you some questions. Um, who's gonna win London? I don't even know who's going to London. Let's see. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> um, um, but either Phase or Optic. I think they're both. I don't. Is Phase going? I don't think Phase is going. Or not Optic. So, I'm about to say Huntsman. I keep getting that mixed up. That's you guys are like the former shell of Optic, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. We're gonna be the one with more chips. I think so. Nah, actually, that's impossible. They had AW. There was like nine thousand tournaments in that game. And they were god like that. Um, so uh, <laughs> London is Chicago. Be there. Oh, that's lit. No. Chicago and Empire are gonna be both there. That's good. Group Probably A is Empire, Surge, Huntsman, and Gorillas. What? You Empire, know what group B is? Surge, Huntsman. What? Empire, Surge, Huntsman, Gorillas, and then Group B is Ultra, Subliners, Legion, and Ravens. Oh my god. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm putting this on the screen. Look at the screen. Holy hell. Oh, dude. Is it, is, it, is it two people making out of groups? Yes. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Golly. Like, I can see Surge going and beating Dallas Empire like 3 1 first match. I could actually see that. That is tough. That's tough, bro. Hey, look. You got to beat the best to be the best or whatever crap people are always talking about. Let's go. That's, that's how about the return T2P? It was lit, bro. Thick formal is nasty at the game, bro. Wait, why are you calling him thick, bro? He's thick. Thick formal is nice, bro. He's got four C's now, dude. My favorite meme right now is the picture of formal with his glasses kind of up, and he's like looking down. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, meme that right that now. picture, that meme is god. That, shit that shit's is hilarious. hilarious, bro. Um. Is Thick Formal greater, though? I don't know. I think Skinny Formal is no, nuts. No, Thick Formal's elite, bro. Nah, you're tripping. You were winning with Skinny Formal? He said, he said, eight, 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 no, Thick Aged Formal, bro. Thick Aged Formal. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that, I can't really talk about it because it's something that happened backstage, but, uh, so something I happened with Kidman backstage. No, nah, but it's not, I know, I know it's bad. I shouldn't do it. But I think that people need to leave like in-game shit talk in the game, and what I saw what happened backstage was unacceptable. I wish I could bring it up, but so I don't know if I'd get in trouble for it. A tussle, brother. Yeah, but it wasn't even like this guy's fault. Well, like, what? He was just walking. He was just walking. Time. Yeah, I'll tell you. But yeah. Anyways, what? <laughs> 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 I think uh, they might have ran out of questions. I think we want to cover everything. We're good. All right. Perfect. Happy CDL, just the matches. As what do I think of Illy's walkout? I thought it was cold. And then I tweeted out, like, Illy's walkout was cold. And I put the little cold emoji. And everybody was like, what? That shit was whack. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, I want to see people do some cool shit like that. I don't want to see some guy walk out and just wave everywhere like he's the president of the United States. I thought his walkout was dope. Yeah, that shit was hard, right? Why were people it just, it just sucked. It just sucked that they got a world start afterwards. Yeah. But his walkout was, was fire. I was sitting up there like... 
damn, bro. He's on his hoodie shit like Carmelo. I liked it a lot. I saw some other people walk out that people were gassing up, like Cammy's walk out. I thought that shit was whack when he was like waving, waving to <laughs> all the fans. I thought that was whack. I thought Enable's walkout was cool. I thought Octane's walkout was whack because he mocked Illy. I thought Illy's walkout was actually dope. Um... Yeah, man. There's some cool. there's some generic ones. Kevin Walker was that shit made me laugh. I'm not gonna lie, but I liked Ellie's walkout. Yeah, you know why? They, you know why they got roasted though? Is because online they were so loud. They were talking so much. Yeah, blah blah. And like Hastro was talking about scrims. Like Yo, Hastro of... was tweaking for like a he week was tweaking. <laughs> he yes, was tweaking like bro, like he was tweaking at like people making power like... rankings. I'm like, bro, you are the Astro is yo whatever you are of, of the Dallas Empire, you're way too important to be tweeting about other people's power rankings. Wait, Astro actually sense. tweaked at one point. There was like a list of like top teams, and they weren't number one. He goes, "All right, well, um, I don't know how you guys can put us uh, number four when we've been slapping your team in scrims." And then he like tweeted out a screenshot of the scrims, and I was like, "They're like, they're like five and one against them." He's like, "Well, we're clearly number one, and and and, and you yeah. know, I think we should be respected for it." <laughs> And they they got clapped, dude. Yeah, so like obviously when they get cla- when they get clapped, everyone's gonna be like, <laughs> and like roast you. Like that's that's obvious. <laughs> like, but whatever. I love Stro though, man. He's a, I just a find guy. Him hilarious. But yeah, his fight with Deserto. Um, would you trade Dashy for Gumless? Like, what kind yeah. of question is that? Hell yeah, you would. <laughs> on, on site. That's a stupid question. Next. <laughs> You're a troll. <laughs> what underrated team will win first? Um, if, we, if we say they will win first, does that make them not underrated? You gotta like, right? Big facts, brother. I know. So I, I'm gonna say optic. The crim take that so poster we're, we're down. You ball. think, dude? Crim definitely took that poster down. You know, crim played the best on his team this last week. Yeah, this last weekend, right? Crim was cooking low key. Crim literally probably was on his flight. I bet you Krim flew out instantly after they lost. Dude, oh my god, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I have to find it. Did you see the Krim press conference? No. Oh my god. Krim, sits, Krim shows up to the press conference late. Because they, they do these like UFC type press conferences now. And he shows up late and he goes, listen. Uh, and he says their manager's name. I think it's Marcus. He goes, listen, Marcus. I'm never fucking doing this shit again. <laughs> I'm playing it. I'm playing it. I'm playing it. He goes, after a loss, are you fucking kidding me? Hold on. Has he never watched sports nice. before? <laughs> Yo, Clay wasn't even there. It's like their subs, like Tish and... Uh... He goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing these after the match? speaking bro oh my god that's fucking comedy oh my god he said iw get your shit together i mean it's not even every single year we've had a patch before a major event like three or four times every single year and that cannot happen 
Dude, everybody there was terrified to speak, dude. They all terrified of Krim, bro. It's like, oh, Krim's going off. Dude, that shit was hilarious, bro. He legit sat down and goes, I'm never fucking doing this shit again, Marcus. <laughs> but that's what you get the cool sound bites from. Like, after you lose, that's what creates a I mean, story. I wish people would understand that. I wish. I know it sounds easy for me to say it from the outside in. But I it's understand this aspect, dude. I understand this aspect. I always have... When you lose as a competitor, whether or not like you win isn't that that's not the end all be all to your fans and to Call of Duty fans. They yeah. want to hear you speak. They want to know what the fuck happened. So like two players out there that are thinking about, you know, like your career after you're done gaming and shit, all that stuff is is good for you and your fans for the league and yeah. for the longevity of all of this. So like, if you want this shit to continue, go out there and do a press conference. Do you, know, John? You remember back in the day, Optic when Nate shot and Big Timer and Joe and Merc and Rambo, they or whatever the squad was. Every time they got fucking clapped, they got top four, top three. They never won. They would come home, they record a video and explain what happened. They gained the biggest fan base in COD for that reason. Yeah, that was that was the smartest thing they did. You have to do for it. Sure. You have to do it. Random question: Did Optic have one of those? Like our team, my team. I don't know. I don't think so. Did we? I don't. They knew not to come up to me. I was a little bit out of it uh, Sunday. Spazzing, dude. No, 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 not because of the matches. Like no. I was actually out of it. Rest in peace to my man two four. You know, yeah, Kobe, oh, yeah. my yeah. hero. I was actually out of it. I damn. I don't want to say I didn't care about the matches, but <laughs> I don't know. That like yeah, it was a random news. thing that hurt. Yeah, that was big news. Well, we've so, pretty much yeah. wrapped up the podcast and everything about cow related. Um, yeah. Rest in peace to Kobe. We should give him yes, a shout sir. out on, on the podcast. Shit was wild, bro. I was up there um, for when I when I heard the news. I was actually up on the desk, um, and uh, I follow this guy named Ebro. You know who Ebro is John or no? Yeah, I know Ebro he in the morning. His New York was radio. radio. He's, he's yeah. pretty famous. Anyways, he's like really quick to to post news and shit. And he, uh, I just was updating my timeline. Bang! First thing I see, forty eight seconds ago, Ebro retweets TMZ reports. And it goes, Kobe died, like Kobe died in a helicopter crash, TMZ's reported, whatever. And I remember, like, scrolling down my timeline in that next 30 seconds and clicking search, whatever, and there was, like, nothing there. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this has to be fake. I don't see anybody type talking about it. It's not on my moments yet. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I showed, I showed T. T looks at me and goes, what the fuck? He's like, no way. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there's, there's just no way this should happen. And then, like, I put my phone down. We do a segment. After the segment's over, I pick my phone back up, and it's blown up everywhere. I'm like, Kobe yeah, actually just... fucking died. I couldn't believe it. I was literally about to do vetoes against uh, for Chicago, and they're like, "What do you want to veto?" And I was just looking at my phone, like looking at stats, and then I go, "What the fuck, dude? No way!" Yeah. And the guy looks at me, he's like, "I was like, what? Kobe died." He's like, I, "But I really need your vetoes." I looked at him, like, "What? What? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you saying, dude? You it was me? one of those things where, like, everywhere around the world, no matter what you were doing." you like figure it out somehow through a text through social through something like i remember like my girl's at work i texted her and i was like yo kobe just died and she's like i already know i was like what the fuck i was like dude like this is insane like, literally every single person was like made aware at the same time so much of a legend he was bro it's insane bro rest in peace it was so rest sad so sad going on twitter seeing all that shit you see the shack shit today yeah, I saw everything, bro. I I can't watch much of it, bro. It makes me want to cry. No. <laughs> the CDO it's did sad. Have a, He's a real legend. Yeah. CDO had a moment of silence for it. They had the like the Michael B. Jordan and those guys 
Mm-hmm. Like I heard that those guys just oh, left. Oh man! Like, right before that, to the segment prior to me looking at my phone, seeing that we had just did a segment with like Cat and Wiggins, um, mm-hmm. and then they like went back to the back and stuff, and I couldn't even imagine how it like affected them. Like these are guys who probably have had interactions with this guy, you yeah. Know, and, like looked up to him, like really, really, really looked up to him, emulate his game. Like that's insane, dude. You know, we canceled the hype battles. We did a moment of silence, or like a lot of staff came up and they were like, "All right." Like Lottie, you got this. Like it's that's a hard job that she had, bro. By the way, yeah, I want to say a big shout out to LVP Lottie Van Prague, dude. She was elite. Like that, her job was so hard, and like even that, what she had to do right there was like so difficult. She like couldn't smile, obviously, and like had to convey her real emotion, but like not like super sad and do that. That was fucking hard to do. Like, and read that off the prompter. So big shout out for her for that, dude. And then we had a huge moment of silence in the venue. For those of you who weren't there, everything went black. It was just kind of like the energy out of the room was gone. But then everybody was, you know, back to normal a little bit after. That's just how fucking crazy that was. Yeah, it was a ridiculous moment. Anyways. Anyways oh, guys. Yeah, John's John's <laughs> going to go drink a whole bottle of wine and uh, watch some Kobe highlights. <laughs> And uh, much love to everybody. Appreciate you guys coming out. This was a fantastic podcast. Weekly throughout the season, you know where to find us. Podcast underscore pod on Twitter. YouTube.com slash OG Nameless. Twitter.com slash PacmanJT. Twitter.com slash Nameless. Make sure you check us out. For those of you who are listening on Spotify or iTunes. See you guys next week. Much love. We're out. Peace, guys.